wake and bake with the boys Pull out some weed and get high Dude smoking on the phone while Scotty's talking Way too long, got time to smoke one more Taking the message to the people now Keep smoking and growing and watching prohibition fall down All right, let's get into some grow talk, man. We've got to get her done. I don't know. Get her done, I feel, is played out by rednecks. Uh, uh, okay. Let's grow hang, some dank, man. Come on. Let's do it. Hanging out for grow talk, man. I'm in good mood, good mood. It's actually uh, totally clear and sunny here where I'm at as well. We've been having a lot of fires up here, and so there's been a lot of haze and shit up through British Columbia all over the place. So when you get a day, that's what I'm starting to learn. We live in a place that's cloudy. When the sunny day comes, you're like amped. Yeah. Like, yeah, all right. You guys are too used to that shit in Colorado. You got too much sun. <laughs> man, you know what's right, weird? Man. Hey, I was reading that microbe yeah. book, and it talks about how, like, the wind can literally blow, like, microbes from, like, one continent to the other. And I'm thinking about, like, the smoke. And, like, we've got smoke and, you know, fires in Montana. And sure enough, man, the air is smoky around here. It's amazing how that all travels. Oh, Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, sorry to get tuned up there. All right, before we get into grow talk, you guys that want, who wants it, man? Who wants a DGC members of one hit blown by a mountainside? Living by mountainside's what? Does he live a mile from you? Oh, yeah, it is right right on the side of the mountain, right on the other, over the hill. This is as local as it gets, guys. So you get a mountainside one and two burn, this is called a burn pack. And two packs of rolling papers, DGC rolling papers, labeled Dude Grows. Uh, if you buy the membership at gardeningu.com, that is gardening, the letter U.com, uh, you can get the essentials bundle. And that will basically give you a one-year membership as well. You pay it in full as well as those items to be, man, check out my one I actually still yeah. have one of those, but it fell in a part of my car that I got to take apart to get to it kind of thing. Oh, man, you love legalization. That's when you're just <sighs> spoiled, man. When you're just like, yeah, my one somewhere down in my car seat somewhere. I'll find yeah, it. but not when, it's in my child seat. A, not when you're driving across the border. So far, they've been pretty cool, but I'm like, shit, I know there's a one. I did it, actually, when I was driving from <laughs> Canada. I was like, shit, man, I was going to get rid of it. Anyway. Anything to declare? Many- well, there's a one-hitter in here somewhere, I guess. Nuts, nuts. <laughs> All right, gardening, the letter U.com, guys. Check it out. Much appreciated. Get some custom glass and papers. Hey, remind me All to right. talk to you about how to cross the border. I mean, there's honesty, and then there's honesty. You know what I mean? Just be kind of <laughs> honest, all right? You talking about the type of honesty you have with someone when they are doing a cavity search? <laughs> no, like, that's full on honesty. honesty. <laughs> like, they know everything about you. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, at that point, you're being very honest. He's talking about the kind of honesty when they ask, how much are those mountain bikes worth in the back of your car? And I'm honest about it. And he's like, okay, pull over here, please. Anything anyway. to declare. That's what, that's, when you, that's what I'm talking about, sir. Who's growing the dank out there, guys? Growers. This is over on dudegrows.com. Yeah. This one's kind of interesting. It says semi-organic. And this is posted by Aquarius Grower. And I believe in the writing of his own, Aquarius Grower says, Mother of berries from my garden. Beautiful looking bud here. Very grown smart. by Aquarius grower himself. Wow. Now, isn't that kind of weird unless his wife did the post for him? I don't know, man. I don't know. Maybe there's be like imitators. Me saying this is um, by the island sweet grown, grown by the dude himself. <laughs> I got to tell you, it sounds a tiny bit more impressive that way, doesn't it? It does. Shout out Aquarius grower. Good looking flower. All right. Let's see here. We got a... Uh, 
as well, dudegrows.com, Spartan Glue. What is this? Spartan, Spartan Glue, Glue Day 50. 50. Posted by what? Spartan Growing. What up, homie? Yeah. Uh, says, this is Spartan Glue on day 50 of flower. And it does have some nice looking colors and leaves. And he says, I really love all the colors she gives, expressions in late flowers. She is cannibalizes as she flushes out. Good way to put it. This cut is actually an unknown pheno of Gorilla Glue that we are not sure is the number four cut. The bud structure, or he says that we are sure is not the number four cut. The bud structure is too different. Good knowing your good knowing your identification yeah, strategies there. Man. Zoom in on that guru. The trichomes look all like little people, don't they, man? <laughs> so hitting it up, man. He he grew under an HLG five fifty water only organic soil made by Detroit Detroit Nutrient Company. Interesting. Somebody knew. Yeah, that they had looked at them. They made a water only mix in Detroit Nutrient Company. I guess you know that's cool. That's what we were talking about on another show figuring out where to buy your mixes from, even though they have to bring them in. But it doesn't make sense for Detroit Nutrient Company to sell their soil in uh, Los Angeles, for example. Like we're kind of talking about trying to source circles. I'm sure people buy shit from LA and Detroit. Why not, man? I don't know. Once you make the soil mix, I think you gotta you gotta just serve your region kind of thing. Yeah, you probably are right. Soil is heavy to ship. You are right, brother. Uh, they got the once a week watering. You call it the once a week treat, Scotty, of recharge and mammoth pea. Nice. Occasional compost tea. Good looking, man. He goes, uh, Spartan Grown DGC. I like your style with this grow. Beautiful. Right. Absolutely beautiful. That is impressive. We get to smoke some of that weed. Remember when you had to explain to me what Spartan meant and why it's Spartan Grown? Because <laughs> Spartan's a sports team of some sort. That's right. awesome. That, that's still your uh, your thoughts on that. Yeah, I was looking at something today, and it was like uh, I can't remember what it said, but it, it was awesome. And it was it was a note from you. It was like the the South Dakota Spartans or something like that. Yeah. All right, <laughs> let's laugh here for just a sec because being in the industry or in Scotty, I don't know where we like we leave emails sometimes at trade shows or whatever. We saw at Canna Canacon or Canagrow. I right. can't remember. Um, like it's funny sometimes, not in a, not in a racialist way, but the, like the little booth of Asians that you're like, do these people just straight came, you know, there's don't speak any English at all. They're like, look at our led lighting. It's all funky as shit. It's what I'm, it's like, what world are you from? And then you realize they're from another world, you know, another part of the world anyhow. And then like, so, check, just check this guy's video out. And this is like him inventing led lights straight from China. And it's fucking hilarious, <laughs> man. It's not the spider. It's the speeder. Okay. Yeah. So as this is playing, I'll tell you, we're looking at a video. This guy's turning on this, uh, you know, led light, Asian guy trying to explain its different features. He shows it dims and it can be turned up. And then I don't know why the next feature, the thing just starts strobing. And for the rest of the two minute long video, while he's explaining how good the light is, the thing is just strobing. And I'm like, how is this strobe? Like, what do we figure? Is this to confuse, like an IPM? It's a like seizure the test, man. All right. Oh, dude, the Sparta mites freak out and they all like, yeah, they all, all, all seizures. Anyway, <laughs> some of the products that LED has so much hype, it's interesting to see some of these people are trying so hard from all angles being like, we got LEDs, we got LEDs. So I thought that was pretty funny. That shit cracked me up when I watched it. Oh man, I get, but it is. Link in the show notes if you guys want to see it. If you're not, if you're not viewing, if you're not viewing in the viewing audience. The thing about what you, you know, I mean, that guy's out of China. He's probably got factories all around him or access to electronics all around him. It's probably what you do in your room at night, man, is, is put together LED lights. 
what, what, yes. what's it called? It's it's called Gree, right? It doesn't even call his company green. It just leaves the N off. It's called Gree. Gree isn't a color, man. <laughs> All right. <laughs> That's awesome. Hey, look, I could not I could not speak Chinese or even write a single symbol of it, man. So respect to you, brother. Uh, yes, new LED company coming out, Spectrum Kink, like they just try and rebranch it. Anyway. I'm going to take it to Bro- Grow Talk, brought to you by Optic Foliar. Optic Foliar, guys, uh, shout out. What's up to Dinesh? And uh, we got a thing planned here. Be patient. Uh, Optic Foliar, we call him Brian. Uh, November 10th, I think, is what are we calling it? The Northwest, the Northwest Throwdown? Yeah, I think we are. I don't have all the details right now, but Optic Foliar is a sponsor of that event. That's going to be in Portland, and I believe it's the 10th, and more details to come of November, that is. Um, shout out JR is the ones getting all this set up, so really been nice to get the help remotely without having to do all that legwork. Yeah. Um, but going into Optic Foliar, guys, Dinesh has been around the block for a long time. One of the first ever people to come on board and help support the show. Two products I always tell you. One, Overgrow. Yeah, you can, you'll be able to get plenty of Overgrow at that event. Uh, but try as transport as well. Let's say you're using neem. Let's say you're, you're using a kelp or you're using a neem and a kelp. Whatever you're using with your spray, transport's going to get it. So you, don't, you can spray with your lights on. You're not going to burn your plant. You know, create those little eyelets or bubbles that are magnifying. It'll burn your plant. As well as just it puts on the sheen, man, and it gets it into, this is my favorite part, the mesophilic layer of the plant. Uh, It's a better delivery system for the shit you're using. You can hear, listen to back episodes. We mentioned different neem mixes, a kelp mix. I used to like to use a product called SM90. Scotty, you're familiar with that one from back in the day. But whatever you're using, uh, transport is a good way to deliver it into the plant. And uh, don't worry about, you know, I used to hate, the worst thing for me spraying with my lights off, or I can't spray with your lights on, is turning them off and forgetting to turn them back on. So anyway, a lot of good shit going on. Guys, come out and check out if you can and hang at that event. I'll get Dinesh back up on the show, man. He's local. The cat lives like 20 minutes from me now, so we got to go hang. Nice. All right, man, grow talk with bamboo vinegar, which kind of makes me hungry. Is that good on my salad? Am I healthy if I eat bamboo vinegar? Nematode OG. What's up? So he says, what up, DGC family? And uh, how come I can get Scotty on this since he's the bamboo man? I didn't yeah. know you're the bamboo man. Uh, I used to. Bam- yeah, I'm the bamboo. What do you mean? I get thousands of bamboo plants, man. If you need bamboo, come to me, all right? I'm your Where bamboo. did the phrase bamboozle come from? I don't know, sir. <laughs> I was call- all right. I was called out for an irrigation issue at where at the warehouse and saw a bottle of bamboo vinegar. He said it worked amazing and wonderful, uh, wonderful for harming fungi or for harmful fungi. Sure. So trying okay. to handle. I think I remember um, nematode OG is who taught us how to grow Chinaman style. Maybe. Okay. It's just his wording here. Anyway, if I'm wrong, excuse me. But he goes, um, good for bacteria and insects and pests as far as it'll take care of the negative things there. He said it enhances photosynthesis by supplying an array of organic compounds that plants thrive on while invigorating new growth. He says if you drench it, it is beneficial to microorganisms, hot word around here, and is a stimulant that promotes growth and higher yields. I was curious if Scotty ran across such evidence. Or heard of anything about these products it literally smells like liquid smoke which has to do with the process mm-hmm. um which i'm sure why it repels insects 
So potentially, let's get into it. What do you know about the bamboo vinegar? I learned a little bit about it. Bamboo it vinegar well. and then bamboo biochar. Um, I was making biochar, which is basically you make charcoal. You burn, you take the bamboo and you burn it in the without enough oxygen in there to have a complete burn. So it carbonizes it. And uh, that's what I was making. And uh, I believe a byproduct of that, if, if I made a different kind of retort, a different kind of reactor, uh, I was able to, to uh, cool the the... That cool to get some liquid out of it somehow, and there would be this bamboo vinegar that would drip out. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, it was. This is kind of before I really should revisit it. As a matter of fact, thank you so much for, uh, for for bringing it back to my attention. It's something I haven't thought about probably for five or six years. But uh, yeah, it, it is really interesting. Oh, is it was is that Korean natural farming? Is that that kind of stuff, Guru? I mean, this definitely it, it comes into play in Korean nat- natural farming. It, this is uh, pretty sure it's fermented. If you're making vinegar out of something it's fermented to have that acetic acid in there so in a fermentation you're going to have a whole range of uh like organic acids and molecules too that are going to help uh the metabolism of the soil and the plant yeah it's interesting just you like, guys should check out this link in today's show notes because yeah it's, it's cool to see this is an example of people using what's available to them and finding out its benefits such as neem in india and neem has so many different you know mm-hmm. uses not even just horticultural or agricultural and this is talking about uh, as far as a soil drench or a fertilizer listing a lot of different benefits too many too many for me to read through to you and then as well as a pesticide so overall looks i don't know i haven't looked if you can even buy it like you know i'm like cool how do i get it amazon prime that's my world <laughs> nice. but i think you you might have to go through the process of this like or know some like local cats i don't know if this is like a retail product at all yeah but pretty, have to look deeper into it and see if it's something where you know if you can store it I, i'm sure you can you homeboy saw a bottle of it sitting around so you can obviously store it yeah, this site, biochar.co.nz, which is, I guess, New Zealand, New Zealand yeah. um, has a shit ton of information on it. Really cool. Check it out in the, the, the show notes. That biochar, man, it's a hot a hot topic, a hot ingredient for many years now. People have been amending shit, coming up with different products with it. It's so, so strange that you can, you know, I mean, they have all this slash and burn agriculture where you're just going, and that's where all the smoke comes from. Um, if you if you char things, if you burn things with, I saw it in Jamaica, they would just cover it with like uh, with dirt, and they, so you were burning something in the absence of of, of uh, oxygen, and it would char up, and it, man, it would just bring carbon instead of the carbon going into the air as soot, uh, the carbon would stay in the soil, and you're able to use it as, as charcoal, and you'd put that charcoal back in the soil man it was it just made a great home for microbes it attracted microbes which would attract nutrition and it's the difference between having a crappy soil and a good soil yeah 100 percent. force needs to burn man that's yeah, all part of the process it's been bothersome up here to see all this smoke and then it's like people are like well that beetle kill man the beetles have made a bunch of dead trees so there's too much fuel now and the beetles wouldn't be here if global warming wasn't here because it's getting so warm the beetles don't get killed in the winter and i'm like oh shit isn't that all just still mother nature if we're all part of the process doing its thing oh sure (laughs) absolutely I'm not saying global warming. We could fix a few things there. All right, let's move on. Crow talk. I, <laughs> LED I, I advice had a needed. Straw yesterday, man. So I'm a rebel. What? <laughs> LED advice needed, please, from TDB921. What, do you, what more do you want, man? We showed you that video. <laughs> I'm new to your site after being heavily recommended by a relative from Lou named Polly. All right. Hmm. All right. Not sure of his username. <laughs> LOL. LOL. I'm considering investing in LED setup and greatly appreciate your advice. I've been looking at models by Platinum LED, 
California Lightworks. They're both made by and sold in the USA and also seem to carry a decent warranty. If you have any knowledge on these or even better advice for another good quality brand type. All right, so let me give you his parameters real quick. Um, he's looking for 400 to 500 watt range. He's in a four by two tent that's 60 height. Not a big gross space here, right? Keep that in mind. Um, and I'm about, uh, I have a smaller veg tent using Cobb and CFL that he veges in. So this whole, this whole space, four feet long, two feet wide will be dedicated to his bloom. So 60, what is that? Five feet? Five foot. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. So that's, yeah. And a plan another even smaller. Okay. Thank you and your much for any advice. So uh, what do you think, Ben? Um, that's a unique space, not unique, but I don't like a big center point of light either when I have a four foot mm -hmm. long tent to work with. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? You know, I'm th thinking of those Thrive Agritech lights. I don't. I haven't seen Keith in a while. He set me up with some that are. I want to say they're four foot long, um, but they they're like light bars. You know, they're like the. the and they have they have they have the boost in the just regular veg one, which yeah. is fifty eight watt and a hundred fifty watt one. Yep, and you can put two, three of them, four of them together, whatever you want. I love that for that kind of space. You maybe stagger them a little bit, um, so, something like that that doesn't take up a bunch of headroom. Um, so I, I like, I would say the Thrive Agritech that. Uh, if I'll do, I'll do my own choice. Mm -hmm. You might not be able to find the find the fine Thrive Agritech bars, depending on your yeah. retailer. I think you can get them direct on Amazon though. Don't get me wrong. Check them out there. Cause th we're talking about low profile things here. This is what we like. We have a, a ceiling of only five feet. Sure. So we want low profile, uh, lighting. I think you should check out, um, Spectrum King came out with their low pro. I got a link here in the notes. Um, if you want to show it, grew their low pro lighting, uh, the veg one's done. It's 420 Watts. I, I can't, I almost can't stand that. It's funny. <laughs> not in a bad way. I just feel silly saying it anyway. This is their low pro fixture. The thing with this, their bloom light is in testing right now. But if you're not ready to go to bloom just yet, they're going to sell these bars. Guys, these fixtures come with four bars. Um, but they're going to sell the bars individually as well if you want to configure them or hang them on your own. And individually, I think they're only like an inch thick. So this will be, this is the, I'm going to be trying to use their low pro, uh, low pro. <laughs> bloom when i get to that point they should have one ready here because i won't be in bloom for a couple months um we'll talk about that in a little bit actually what's going on in my grow but check them out over there if you guys do want to get their low pro veg actually spectrum king has it on sale right now and you can use the coupon code dude sk on top of the sale as well so see if you need a low pro veg light go over there and give them a hit but either way I don't, is there any other ones we're not thinking of? Build your own well, um, if you want. Taken from the, yeah, you've got a, a rapid LED where you can build your own. These are, these are all friends of the show. Um, I'm trying to think, what, let's, instead of just trying to recommend specific brands, what do you look for in an LED light? I like something that's waterproof because you know, I don't want to get, you know, have to buy a new light or have to send it away because I got it wet. So I think that's, a, that's something good. Or maybe you want to retire it to your greenhouse one day. How about as far know. as of efficiency goes? You know, I don't know that I'm looking for the absolute 2019 shit that's coming out. I think the, the efficiency has gotten pretty, uh, Pretty good for the money. It's a no-brainer. He's in a tent, man. That right? tent needs to be running as little amount as watts for the best light you can get because a tent heats up super quick compared sure. to any other grow room. So, yeah, I don't always, like you say, don't just say how many watts is it or whatever. Keep in mind, you're not going to have to control your environment as much. Once shit gets heated up, the more AC you need or air exchange, you right. start to run into just issues with that. So that's a huge savings there as well. 
Yeah, yeah. I, I haven't heard of the California Lightworks Light at all. I, I don't know anything about it. Uh, Spectrum King, our folks that we work with, uh, Thrive Agritech, our folks I work with. Our, our well, Soup was saying that those lights are group. stay away from. They still got some of that blurple coloring in them. Like it's not the bright white LED. Yeah. So, and I totally agree with them. I don't want that in my garden. Yeah, yeah. I would not want a blurple light that's, unless that's a, lot of technology. A, a blurple. I mean, like Spider Man all out. There are some lights that add a little bit of red or a flower initiator or go to sleep crap like that, that I would love to different. experiment with. That's different. But, the bl- the yeah. blurples on, uh, you know, some flawed, you know, I don't say. Cause, Cause you could definitely have, uh, when, when we say blurple and we're talking about it in a bad sense, we're talking about where it's just red and blue mm-hmm. LEDs and they're just targeted at hitting those peaks in, uh, photosynthesis at 460 and 560 or 660 nanometers right um it's a little bit different when you start to talk about a light that has like a white base to it and then has some supplementation of those spectrums because you can try and achieve uh with a better red to far red ratio um you can start to there's increased yield and just biomass the plant's able to put on with that and the metabolism works a little bit better um but in terms of just driving photos, driving photosynthesis faster. White lights, fine, or white light is the right thing. Sure. And then there's a fine distinction between between blurple and white blade, white base light with some color supplementation to it. The white's always going to be more powerful than blurple, as far as for plant growth. <laughs> Can't get no, over no. I'm, I'm saying that white is like the driving. It's like the main part. Right. Of what's driving photosynthesis. And then the blue and the red are there to have some plant morphological effects, like how the plant actually grows, mm-hmm. be it shorter internodal spacing, thicker cell walls. Gotcha. Stuff like that can come into play with those secondary uh, light frequencies. That's why some guys put in some red, some red in there as well. Mm-hmm. You hear them talk about that? Interesting. Hey, by the way, also see how many lights these guys sell. I wouldn't want to buy a you know fifteen hundred dollar light off somebody that sells you know twenty a month because if it goes bad, uh, you know, good luck trying to get some quick customer service on it. So I think about you know dealing with a company that's got a little bit of strength as well. Hey, uh, yeah, can I take you over to best growers comment from YouTube? Yeah, you got it. Samus Williams here says, hey, fellas, got a grow question for you. First off, I just want to say I've been listening for about two years now and growing for about two years. But as you can see my, by my question, I still suck. No, no. Come on, man. We're all always learning. It's a journey. Learning man. in public and hanging out. Because you see, I know that they say to flush at least a week or two weeks to get the newts nitrogen out of there. Well, I was lazy, idiot, and I thought, man, you're being too hard on yourself there, buddy. Um, yeah, and thought it was yet, man. I thought it was flushing completely, but I wasn't flushing nearly enough and always harvest stuff that was too green. I could even, when it cured it, I could taste the chlorophyll too much. It was unsmokable. That is harsh. So he said he's going to cure it and use it for edibles. He goes, I use, here's a setup. I use five gallon buckets. So how much water would I need per flush and how many times would I flush in a two-week time span. Right, why are you feeding so much nitrogen in, in flour anyhow, though? What's that? He should, he should be tapering the nitrogen off in flowering anyhow. I don't understand why he's feeding so much heavy nitrogen in flowering. That's well, he doesn't go into his regimen. He just says that he's trying to get the newts and nitrogen out of there. I think he's just generally saying the nutrition out of the soil. 
Um, but yeah, you're right. If he is, definitely you want to have a regimen where you're not continuing to feed sure. nitrogen or at lower rates. Uh, his last comment, let's see. I want to get that that dude grows yellowed out great tasting butt at the end. Thank you for everything you guys do. I was talking about that kind of sewer flush video. Sure. A lot of variables variables here. You can't tell somebody over the last two weeks you only water this many times. You know, what if you're if you irrigate every day, some people grow on cocoa, right? So they feed three times, um, not everybody, but will feed three times a day. Somebody I read a comment where somebody says the best irrigation for cocoa is three times a day. I drip for eight minutes, you know, that kind of sure, thing. Sure. You're gonna be able to flush maybe a little quicker versus somebody in a 30 gallon container that waters in their big plant once a week. It depends how much organic material you got in there. If you're loaded too. up with with uh, you know, soil organic matter, uh that's going to be bonded to that bacteria and that fungi. And good luck trying to flush that out. You, you better get the plant to metabolize that. Yeah, I, you got to. And we don't know exactly what he's, he's watering in with or what nutrients he's using or his media. But, you know, I will say two weeks minimum. If you're watering like three times a week and you do want to get some runoff, if you're growing synthetically, you know, there's different variable there. Um, but just now, you know that you're not getting any flush now, like of what, of what you're using. So extend it out further, at least like do three weeks, you know, and when you know, you think, hey, in three weeks, I'm gonna cut these plants down, go to plain water. Um, it's something to, to learn and people usually underdo it, then overdo a flush. So keep that in mind. And uh, yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, I'm just trying to think of the other tips I have with flushing. You've got to test your runoff as well. You, you certainly, if you're using salt-based nutrients, you want to you be can. testing your runoff. I can tell you it's easier to do when you grow organically, too. Scotty, you said it depends on your microbes and all that. Mm -hmm. My, I, I get a feeling, I don't know if you know much about this, that sometimes in your system, even if you do still have some nutrition left in your soil, your plant's rhizosphere is telling your microbes that, hey, I'm in the ripening stage. I don't, we don't need to work together that much anymore. Well, yeah, I don't the, know if that's exactly. true. Exactly. Yeah, exactly, man. The microbes aren't delivering yet. The plant's not making that exudate. The plant, the microbes don't just show up there for no reason. They show up at, you know, to the rhizosphere because the plant's making a sugar. It's making a starch yeah. that it exchanges. You know, So uh, when the plant stops making that starch, it stops telling the organic uh, and the microbes to show up. So the, my, everything slows down. And uh, Sam Williams there, if you go over to dudegrows.com and just make a grow question, tell me what you're using and all that stuff, I'd gladly give you more detailed uh, response on how to flush. But I mean, for right now, since you're not getting any flush and you're trying for like 10 days or one week, I'd go to three weeks right off the bat, you know, plain water. So, and I also want to know what you're what you're feeding during flowering because true. you shouldn't, shouldn't have too much nitrogen during flowering. The plants should be uh, using what you give it, and you should just be flushing out the additional. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Go talk. All right, let's just like a coffee talk. <laughs> All right, so uh, potassium supplementation. All right, man. Now we're talking. This is easy. This is just a quick hit. Now you can take it more further if you want. For one, if you're using recharge, you won't have this problem. But this is by Grambo. You like that quick hit on recharge? Yeah. All right. <laughs> hey guys, I have three different strains in my garden. Kilowatt OG, AK-47, and Gorilla Goo number four. The AK and the Kilowatt both look perfect, green, healthy, lush, loving, my feeding regimen, but the Gorilla Glue is not. It's always frustrating when you got some strains doing a little bit what they're not supposed to be. Um, I have four plants that are obviously begging for more potassium. My question is, what is a good source of just potassium that I can add to these plants? All the other plants are perfectly healthy with my regimen, but these four are not. All right, thanks, DGC. What do you got? Soup nails it with one word. Oh, just kelp? Yeah, kelp he is says, all the kelp, right? Because you, you run into, yeah, kelp, kelp is a good dynamic accumulator, and uh, it, where it grows in saltwater, it's able to 
uh, collect and accumulate a lot of potassium in it. So that's a good source. But when you're talking about getting uh, just potassium from a source, you have to realize that just raw potassium isn't how a plant's absorbing stuff. It's using generally it's potassium phosphate or potassium nitrate as the fertilizer where you're not ever really just getting potassium alone. You're getting it bound to something else like a phosphate or a nitrate. And those are other macro. And those are other right ma- macro sure. fertilizers. That's why you have uh, like A and B parts for some uh, like four bottle systems where it's like A and B grow, A and B bloom. Right. It's because some of those things can't be in solution with each other uh, without locking out in, in concentration. Like when it's in your reservoir at that dilution, it should be fine and not precipitate. But that's why one parts are fairly rare. So kelp. Shout out. Yeah, the kelp's an excellent, an excellent suggestion. What Humboldt like Nutrients z- had one part. They called it oneness. <laughs> yeah, American. everybody's all proud. I remember that Dynagro Dave was all proud. Dynagro Dave was all proud of his chemistry. These are all chemists that figure out how to keep things in solution from precipitating out. Uh, just in general, his, you know, his all-in-ones, he's all proud of the chemistry. He invented something. It's some unique uh, proprietary chemistry that he has there. And I'm not, when I grow plants, I'm not so excited about chemistry. I'm more excited about biology. So something like kelp, where it's, uh, you know, nature assembles a bunch of micronutrients. Hey, but biology is chemistry in motion. Yeah, man. Kelp's yeah. pretty sustainable too. Maybe sustainable. I don't know if I can say sustainable, but it is a very fast-growing plant. I think right? Kelp all is over like the, the most sustainable thing you could possibly harvest. Fastest-growing plant in the world. Boom. All right. Mm-hmm. Who's slinging? If you guys, like I said in the beginning, if there's enough kelp and recharge, I haven't ran into issues with any potassium when you're running the charge. But yeah. who's slinging recharge these days? Oh man, Advanced Hydro Gardens. I got got our boy Junior over there. He's in Miami's and Colorado Springs. Homeboy's going to attack Michigan soon. Love that guy. Go go get him. <laughs> did he? Let me guess. He started in Miami. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. See, these Floridians are infiltrating, man. Oh, God forbid we should want to uh, uh, want to escape prohibition, man, you know? And we, we have some ambitions, And sir. it's a lot easier to run an air conditioner in Colorado than it is in Florida. <laughs> you ain't That matters for a grow. You ain't All right, let's do thoughts and feedback on Dude's Grow. Okay. All right. I got, I said, look, I set up my tent finally, five by nine, gorilla nice. grow tent. I don't know why I thought this. Just the whole time I envisioned in my head that I'm going to have, uh, it's a five by nine tent. I'm just going to divide it into two rooms. And that one of the accessories it came with was a wall divider. And that's not the case. It's a five by nine grow tent. It's one room. So I'm like, damn it. Okay. They probably make one of these. They, they just make a wall I can put in here somehow. I'm like, nope, that's not the case either. All right. I'm like, okay, I can make a wall. I'll just make a wall to divide this tent. And then I got reading, you know, how you get into the forums. I forgot where I was. And some experienced grower goes, look, there's plenty of ways to make a wall for your tent. But at one point in your grow, you're going to get a light leak. You're going to hit it. Something's going to happen. Right. So you're going to get your bedroom, you know, and then I'm sitting there thinking, I was getting frustrated. I'm like, shit, dude, I'm going to have to try and sell this up here. And I don't even know exactly. I looked on Craigslist and I was like, dude, I don't know how this is going to work up here. I'm learning shit still. But I decided in the end, hey, man, I've never grown. I've always had two rooms um, for veg and bloom. It it helps with production 100 percent. Right. So I don't know what the actual percentage is. But (laughs) anyway. I'm just going to do it all in one. It's like, why are you fighting this, man? Because I, I did want to have a couple tomatoes in there, which I learned do completely fine with a 12-12 light cycle. Sure. Um, there will be a point of veg for if I want to, because I want to be able to do a few herbs and ship. But then obviously I have my cannabis side, 
my, my four plants proud until I can get my medical. Hopefully I can get a 36 count up here just to protect myself a little bit, but, uh, I'm going to do it all in one. I've never done that. So seed or feminized uh, seed, or maybe I'll get some local cut hookups all the way from veg to turn the tent all the way into bloom. And I'm kind of liking it because in my environmental control is going to be the easiest I've ever had it. I've always had rooms where there's a wall between them and the other wall is a bedroom. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, of course, man. I mean, dude, yeah, I'm, I'm just sitting here thinking about it. I got the same situation going. The only time you miss it is when you don't like, you can't keep mothers. You know what I mean? Luckily, I agree with that. That's not, I'm not really too hurt by that game because I don't want to keep mothers anymore. I, there's so much exciting shit going on in the industry and access to genetics. What's that? You need to go to counseling. Access to genetics (laughs) is, uh, is that a, uh, it's great. Like I can, act, I get it. The main reason I used to want to keep a mother is because growing prohibition land or growing black market or whatever, you, Hey, this is the cut. This is the sure. cut that yields. Sure. I'm going to grow all this. How many, how many years did I grow all the same, the four lighter, the eight lighter with all the same plants in it. And it was fun to learn, but now I'm ready to have some more fun. Like I keep saying, I still need to pop an auto. Um, and I want to, you know, we got the seeds here now hook up. So I'm going to try some different seeds out and I'm excited. Uh, I re I, I turned myself around from being frustrated. I don't have a veg in a bloom room to being excited about, okay, this is gonna be a little easier on me actually, especially environmental control being a renter, Scotty. Sure. I told you, I don't have, I have options. I make myself have options. I'm gonna have to put things back to how they were, but, um, you don't have all the options. Like when you're a homeowner, you're just like, fuck it. I'll make a hole here. I'll do this here. Yeah. We, we cut a hole right through this floor joist, whatever we need to do. Right. <laughs> So, but I'm stoked, man. The tent's up. Um, I got to get some uh, lighting configuration going and figure out a way or where we're going to put up some more of our videos and this and that. So that's my update on my grow uh, and let you guys know. Keep you in the loop. Cool, man. Cool. My sunset sherbet are blowing up outside right now. It's kind of awesome. And so do you have mothers of those? No, no, I have. Well, I, yes. Someone else I know has mothers of those. That's what I'm going to say. To grow like a dosi dough and have it come out beautiful. Or Sunset Sherbet is another one that where you just, we've grown these before. We know we like them. Uh, To not be able to get them again is kind of a bummer. Or to have to start from scratch, from seed. Unless you're guru and you made friends with all the people that got the breeder cuts. Yeah, deal. (laughs) I mean, it's good to have friends, but I'm just saying as as far as dude goes, it sucks not to have a veg, man. It's so nice to have a veg. But hey, if, if someone can send you weed... In Canada, can someone send you a clone in Canada? Just yeah, know? you can send plants too. That's what's up. Nice. Wait, could could someone send you in like a twenty four inch by twenty four inch box and you're like a plant in a five gal ready to go? No, I'd never do that, man. That's too big to quarantine. I I got to keep on. It's gonna be a different game up here. Definitely, I was bullshitting with Ramo at the barbecue and he was talking about this mildew product he has and I was like, I'm never gonna get mildew here. And he's like, Yeah, welcome, welcome, dude. Yeah, right. Like, a bit Living of mildew going on in Living there's a rainforest here. Downy and gray mildews. Yeah, good luck. I don't need luck. It's going to be fun. I'm excited to get my hand back in the game here and get the grow tent going. It was always a good little escape for me. Um, I agree. That being said, yeah, Drew, last update, you're outdoor. What happened to the, uh, the, the Genius G13 cross? I killed it. Because you... Because, yeah, I, I gave that one to you, right? Yeah, it was before. Didn't I give that one to you? Oh, yeah, beautiful plant. You gave it to me in a five-gallon, immediately transplanted it to a 15. Took it outside. Blew up, topped it, trained it down, had it blown up. Uh, then I, I get a call right before it's about to start flowering, and, hey, man, it's a herm. Just watch out. And then, lo and behold, about a week into it starting to stretch and bloom out, 
uh, starts popping pollen sacks. Mm. Like full on. It, it's not like a herm where it just has like one or two seeds in the right. end of it. Like it popped pollen sacks week two of flower. And like not Damn. not and and not just a few. It was like half and half pollen sacks and uh, pistols. I so it's like soul. full on herm. So how does that happen now? So where did that come from? That came from straight from seed. It's genetic. It 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 happens. It was feminized seed in uh just in the genetics of feminized seed where you are taking a plant, tricking it into making female uh pollen. Sure. Technically, I guess so. It's you're you're ending up with XX. You have no option but to have a female. Uh, in doing that, you're selfing a plant. And if both the plants that you used, if you're not selfing and staying within a seed line where this is, this isn't just genius, genius, it's genius G13. Right. Uh, when you self and cross like that, you leave yourself open to, if there's a recessive trait for them to be hermaphroditic, right? You've just crossed two recessive plants with each other. You're going to be, uh, and two recessives makes a dominant. Two recessives. Two recessives is going to make a dominant. Got it. And you're going to uh, exhibit herring behavior from the plant. And albeit, I know I grew this, didn't stress this plant at all, and sure. it hermed. Uh, I believe Don and uh, the dude both grew it, didn't stress it at all, and it hermed. At that point, I have three good growers with a strain sure. saying it herms super easy. I'm just kill yeah, it, kill it, get rid of it, avoid it. And this is all from the same seed or all from the same seed pack? This is all the same cut. Okay, same cut. Okay, so it makes sense then. All right, so it happens. Just like OJ Never. says. It happens. Never. All, all right, well, thanks for hanging well. out, everybody. Uh, dudegrows.com forward slash value. Hook it up. I don't even know how much it is, but I do need two more mics and a mic cord to get Ramo up on the show on this side. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's like, when are we going to hang out again? I'm like, dude, I got to get you up on the show, but I got to get a little equipment. It's nonstop, man. It's nonstop. Anyway, dogrows.com forward slash value. Appreciate that, guys. Let's get ready to put it in the bags. Yeah, ready for the shout outs. Yeah, definitely, man. How about cloud bound? I'm cloud bound and sugar coated 202. All right. I love that number. Bud Maker 2112 and the Green Room Hydro. How about microbial explosion? <laughs> <laughs> and Benji Bird. And Benji Bird Zero. Super Crop Chop. All right, I think I got that right. And Sir Hams. I'm hungry. Right. I need some, some snacks. Right, these I can get, man. I'll take Doobie 420 and Terpene Queen. All right, guys. Take it easy. Grow your own, man. Fight for your right to grow your own wherever you are. Absolutely. All I got. Yeah, fight for your right to grow weed. Where you at, Eli Braden? Let's write some songs. <laughs> Take it easy, dude. Some people love to blaze up the deck. Yeah, we get happy for noon. And when the boss says is to take a little break, that means we lighten up a dude. It's just weed. It's just weed. It's just weed, it's just weed In my toolbox there's a bone Some people start their day off with a pill It's what the doctor says to do They shake their heads at natural medicine Go ahead and try something new It's just weed, it's just weed I like to keep the good vibes on It's just weed it's just weed I like to smoke it out of me now Yeah
Get away!